When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Flag on the play, might be a free one. They've got Kelsey, now he's going to lateral it back at the 15-yard line. It's Cody, touchdown, Kansas City. Offsides by the offense. Who was it on? On Kadarius. Oh, my goodness. For him to throw that flag, no explanation, no anything. Over a, a call like that, that doesn't affect the play at all. I mean, it's just tough. Normally, if it's even close, the head coach gets a warning. It's a bit embarrassing. That play that we're talking about was not the first time it happened in the game. When you see that Kadarius Tony was consistently offsides the entire game, why at that point do you decide to throw your flag? Ooh, the aftermath of offsides. Welcome to NFL Live. You're going to hear from Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid today in just a moment on where they're at now on that controversial call. Andrew Hawkins, Marcus Spears is back. Swagoo is here and feeling good. And we've got Adam Shepard with us. raise me from the day. <laughs> I am so glad. We are glad to have you. Adam is with us throughout the show. He has a ton of news to get to. Adam, let's start with the latest on C.J. Stroud, the Texans quarterback in concussion protocol. Well, Marcus Spears may have been upgraded to being available, but C.J. Stroud has not been, at least not yet. He is not at practice today. He remains in concussion protocol. If he can't play on Sunday, Davis Mills would step in as the Texans' starting quarterback. The Texans are still hoping he can make it through protocol, but again, not at practice today. Meanwhile, the Vikings have turned the page on their starting quarterback, Josh Dobbs, now on the bench. Nick Mullins is the new starting quarterback for Minnesota. He's somebody that was backing up Kirk Cousins at the start of the year, somebody that they hoped and believed in, and now he'll have a chance on Saturday at Cincinnati to step in and start his first game as a Minnesota Viking, and he will become the fourth Viking starting quarterback this season. And he will have Justin Jefferson to throw the football to. Justin Jefferson said today he will be playing on Sunday or Saturday against the Bengals after taking the big hit that left him hospitalized last week against Las Vegas. He since rejoined the team. He's back at practice and he will be out there Saturday for the Minnesota Vikings, which is good news for their new starting quarterback, Nick Bones. And just like Jefferson said he's playing, Jamar Chase said the same thing today. He doesn't want his former college teammate to be the only wide receiver with an injury question mark who plays in this game. And so Chase has been dealing with that injury right now, but he says he's going to overcome that ankle injury. He will be out there on Saturday against Justin Jefferson and the Vikings. A little LSU reunion in Cincinnati on Saturday. And I would hope that that makes Marcus Spears feel that much better. I'm waiting for us to see him smile right now, but all right, we'll see it in a little bit, I promise. Lots of LSU love on this show. Okay, back to the offsides call that we showed you off the top of the show on Chiefs' Kadarius Tony that negated that incredible touchdown that would have put the Chiefs ahead late in Sunday's loss to the Bills. Here's Andy Reid, where he and Patrick Mahomes are today after a few days to think on it. He's in a good place. He's in a good place. So it's not um, things happen, so... You, you learn from it and you move on, and that's where we're at. Andy, Andy, with the end of the game, what's the just level of frustration? Yeah, we're not there. We're, we're moving on. Yeah, that's where we're at. 
it's, it's happened. Done. You gotta go. Once the game was over and you kind of got to sleep and came back, came back on that Monday, Tuesday, I think everybody's mind was in the right spot. I mean, all the receivers um, know I believe in them. Um, that's just kind of how I roll. If you're in this locker room and I see how hard you work, I'm going to trust in you in the in big moments and I'm going to give you chances to go out there and make plays. And uh, um, from everything I know, their mindset seems like it's uh, in a good spot and they just want to go out there and, and, and continue to get better and better. Um, and I, I can see that by how hard they're working out here. Um, and uh, I, I feel like if we can just continue to push through the grind um, that will end up uh, on the other side of it uh, as the season goes on. All right, so Andy Reid's like, Psh, that's over. But it's not over here because we haven't really got to hear from Hawk on this yet, okay? Hawk, as a receiver, explain to us how it goes between receiver and ref and what you think Tony did in that moment. Yeah, like, look, I, was he offside? Absolutely, Tony was offside. But I feel like people think this penalty is a lot more egregious than it actually is. Is. So I'm going to walk you through the process. There is fan video that shows that Tony absolutely does check with the ref. And I use the word check with because it is not a check-in. It's not a check-in like an extra offensive lineman coming into the game to become pass eligible. It's literally a point to the ref, an acknowledgement that, hey, I want you to know I'm on the line of scrimmage. And then you get to the play. Typically, a ref will give you feedback if he says you're off sides. That also didn't happen. But also what didn't happen was Tony didn't give him opportunity to give feedback because they're in a two-minute situation. Also, Creed Humphrey lifts the nose of the football to snap it, so it makes it look like he's more offsides than he actually is. All that notwithstanding, with this coupled with the drops that the Kansas City Chiefs receivers have been all have been having all year, my question becomes, why hasn't this been fixed yet? And we talked on this show uh, about Eric Bieniemy's departure to Washington having an effect on this offense. Right? They say, oh, he doesn't call plays. Well, he is a guy that held them to a standard. And for receivers to have these kind of issues all year, I'm asking, why isn't there a veteran wide receiver in that locker room? Well, because the Chiefs elected not to sign one in the offseason. And also, why isn't the new offensive coordinator and the new receiver coach, who is very young in his career, why aren't they holding these players accountable and helping them get through a process where they detail their work and they stay poised in the noise, Marcus? I love it, Hawk, because questions need answers. Hey, I'm glad to be back. It's so good to see y'all. My voice is still recovering, but I'm feeling good. Let me say this, okay? Boogie, give me a second, because I sat back and I listened to a lot of the analysis about Kadarius Tony offsides, and we talked about how many times. Well, you know what happens? You can rob a bank six times, and if you don't get caught, you ain't going to jail. But on that seventh, if you get caught, they taking you to jail. They ain't going to say we ain't see you the first six times, so we're going to give you a second chance because oh. we ain't catch you all them other times that you lined up offside. That's my point on that. But the, the real point is what you just said, Hawk, is about where is the attention and the energy towards Matt Nagy, the wide receiver coach, and Andy Reid, right? We've been talking about this. Look, I, put on, I, I tweeted out some weeks ago. I said, this Kansas City offense is not good. One, tackles, the tackles have so many penalties on the season. We know about the drops from the wide receivers. And now the other part, the attention to detail, how you need to be nuanced. And we know that Patrick Mahomes is operating at a high level. We know that his communication with Andy Reid is operating at a high level. We've seen them have opportunities to make plays. We've seen them make plays, and those opportunities be going away. But look at this, y'all. The, the proof is in the pudding. 13 games, they tied for the most. They had the fewest last year in 17 games. So to your point, Hawk, 
There's one difference on this football team. Eric Bieniemy is gone. And we all know the mentality that guys have when they play for Eric Bieniemy. You may not have the greatest offense, but your details will be there or he going to get on you. And people talk about how he gets at his players about being perfect and trying to strive for perfection. It is lacking in Kansas City and it's costing them football games. And you're, what you're saying is showing the value of it. Marcus right. Andy Reid is a player's coach. And I'm sure there was a good cop, bad cop type of energy that they brought yes. to that offense that was necessary for these receivers to still be going through these issues. Because it's not a matter of can they line up on sides. Of course they can line up on sides. Can they catch the football? They're NFL wide receivers. They wouldn't be in this situation if they couldn't catch the football. It is about detailing your process throughout the week. And it seems rudimentary, but that is not the case. That's what professionals do. When I signed with the Patriots, I watched Tom Brady in an offseason go through drills that he could do in his sleep that if I saw an undrafted uh, free agent quarterback doing, I'd be like, you're wasting your time. But that's what the best do. And someone needs to be there to yes, guide sir. these receivers and let them know as a young core with a lot of eyeballs on you because you play with the best football player on earth, you have to detail your work. All right. Uh, by the way, we've referenced the wide receivers coach a couple times. It's Connor Embry. He's in his fifth season with the Chiefs, so he's had a lot of experience on the staff, but is new in that position. Guys, great stuff. The opponent for the Chiefs this week, the Patriots. And Bill Belichick was asked about his future in New England. Listen to this. Do you have an understanding that Robert will not ask you to be back next year? Yeah, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. Bill, while understanding that you're getting ready for Kansas City, have you and Robert discussed your future beyond the season? Getting ready for Kansas City. Well, I didn't need to say that their opponent was Kansas City, Adam. Uh, you didn't have much else to say there. What can you add on Bill's future in New England? Well, if they're not onto Cincinnati, they're onto Kansas City, and now <laughs> everybody else is onto Bill Belichick's future because the team isn't winning. And when the team doesn't win, and that is the biggest question that hangs over not only the organization, but maybe the entire NFL offseason, people are going to be curious and ask Bill Belichick questions about it. The fact of the matter is I don't know that anybody outside of Robert Kraft knows exactly how this could play out. And even he might not even know because at some point after the season, the men with the long history that they have with all the accomplishments that they've shared will have to sit down and discuss what is the best course of action for each side to take. Now, Robert Kraft certainly could short-circuit that and say that he wants his team back, he's going in a different direction, and they could agree to part ways in whatever way they see fit. But the fact of the matter is they even haven't even had that discussion yet. There's going to be a discussion, and maybe, like a couple that's been together for a while, they say, hey, let's try to work through this and stay together and figure out a way to make it work out. There are a lot of people around the league who don't think that will happen. But until these two men sit down to figure it out, I think all of it is a little bit premature in advance of it right now, other than to say we have this huge looming question surrounding Bill Belichick, his future in New England, and whether or not he will continue on as the head coach of the New England Patriots. Yeah, it's a question that's kind of hard to imagine if you think bigger picture, but the results this season, to your point, Adam, and maybe in recent seasons have a lot to do with it. We'll keep an eye on that and so much more. And we're just getting started on NFL Live. Adam here all day. There's a host of AFC teams fighting for spots in the playoffs, but can the Broncos sneak into the postseason? They've been playing great. And wait till you see what Marcus says about their defense as they prep for the Lions. Plus, Josh Allen and the Bills still holding out hope for a postseason run. But first, they got to get through 
through the surging Cowboys ahead. Hawk will give you one player who could make the difference if Buffalo wants to walk away winners this player, week. Player. Uh, yeah, uh, guys, this is hilarious. Speaking of the Cowboys, Deron Bland was at the Mavs game last night. And uh, look at this on the on the hometown scoreboard. They misidentified him. They said he was Trayvon Diggs. He's like, come on, man. That's not me. <laughs> come on, man. Has that ever they, happened to you guys? They, they catch interceptions. They catch interceptions. They got them confused. <laughs> I love it. We'll see you in a minute. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. ESPN bet futures spotlight here on NFL live in a crowded wildcard race in the AFC. There are six teams that currently have a record of seven and six. If the Browns are able to hold on to the first wildcard spot, these six teams will be competing for the final two remaining spots. Among that group, ESPN bet has the Bills as the team most likely to make the playoffs, but the Texans, Colts, and Broncos aren't far behind, especially when you think about the Bills. They're not one you want to play right now, but let's talk about Denver. They're trying to keep those playoff hopes alive this weekend as they face the Lions. And Marcus, what's been key in their defense for this one? Yeah, defensive coordinator Vance Joseph is doing a phenomenal job with simulated pressures, Boogie. Earlier this year, you guys had a, a long talk about how teams are putting teams in binds. Singleton, the middle linebacker, is here. You see him lined up. He's starting from depth, and they're creating a lot of movement up front, bringing people off the edge and forcing quarterbacks to really panic before they can get through their reads here. You see him just lined up in a normal uh, linebacker position, but you see McMillan and these guys coming off the end. Number 29 gets home because you never know where the pressure is coming from. And next, Singleton is lined up here, and Josie Jewell then comes through and, and, and wraps around and gets to Justin Herbert. I think it was like six or seven sacks in this game, and all of them were pretty much simulated pressure or some kind of D-line movement up front. The Broncos' defense has gotten better because they have now started to dictate to offenses what they want the offenses to do. They're forcing quarterbacks to certain sides of the field. They're also creating, like we showed, a lot of that movement to create a lot of um, confusion between the offensive line. And at times, you don't know when backers are coming or when they're bailing out. It's not always about the linebackers being walked up. Yeah, that creates a problem when you get in protection. But if you're an aggressive defense, you're going to bring those guys, but you're not going to bring them in the gaps that they originally lined up in. And Denver is doing as well a job as anybody in the league this year. And that's going to continue. 
Marcus, against the Lions. They're going to bring pressure. Ben Johnson has been a head coaching candidate in a lot of circles throughout this season because of the job that he's done as an OC. Well, the offense doesn't look as hot because now there's a blueprint to how to stop them. You pressure Jared Goff, and he is not as good of a quarterback in those scenarios. So people are wondering, like, what's the problem with Detroit? And it really comes down to execution because there are times when Ben Johnson actually is calling incredible plays, but the players aren't executing. Here's an example. They're showing seven. They're dropping a linebacker just the way you talked about, Marcus. And they have three guys for three guys. This should be a huge play, probably a touchdown, because they have a hat for a hat. But it's a drop pass. There are scenarios like this. There is uh, offensive line where they have pressures protected, and they are not giving Jared Goff a clean pocket. So absolutely, like this is the blueprint to beat them. But Ben Johnson is calling the plays. The players have to execute, especially this week against Denver. Yeah, Hawk, to your point, Jared Goff has turned the ball over eight times in his last four games. That's a lot. Uh, that could be an issue against the Broncos. They got 24 takeaways this season. That's tied for the most in the NFL. That defense is not one that you want to be turning it over against. All right, as we continue our conversation around this really crowded AFC picture, let's talk a little bit more about the Colts and the Steelers, and specifically the Steelers. The Colts are going to try to beat this team. Um, so this one with Pittsburgh looking to bounce back from Consecutive losses to the Cardinals and Patriots. TJ Watt has played 86% of the Steelers' defensive snaps this season, but when he hasn't been out there, Pittsburgh defense has been significantly worse. When Watt is not on the field, opposing quarterbacks have posted a QBR that is 26 points higher than their rating when he's out there. Talk about a game changer. So let's bring Adam Schefter in here. Adam, what is the latest on TJ Watt's status? Laura, we saw him get kicked in the jaw in the opening play of that Thursday night game against the Patriots. But today at practice, T.J. Watt was listed as a full participant in practice, putting him on track to play Sunday for the Pittsburgh Steelers. However, Alex Highsmith, who also suffered a concussion that day and was put into concussion protocol, was listed as a limited participant in practice today. So it looks like Watt will be a go, and they're still waiting to see whether Highsmith will be a go, but the the Steelers are in a situation now where they have to find a way to bounce back after two disappointing losses to the Patriots and Cardinals and find a way to win this weekend. Yeah, Adam, Watt and Highsmith have combined for 20 sacks this season, third most by any duo in the NFL. Let's carry on here with some quick reads, and we'll stay on this matchup. Marcus, what's one thing you're watching in this one between the Steelers and the Colts? Yeah, can can Pittsburgh create the turnovers, um, especially in in advantageous situations? We saw him here against New England, set up the offense with a short field. This is going to have to be the blueprint for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And earlier the year in the year, um, Boogie and Hog, you know, we saw this team actually score on defense to win some games late between Alex Highsmith and T.J. Watt. It's unfortunate that those guys are a bit banged up, but this is what they have to create for an offense that can't generate a lot of points. Yeah, for the Indianapolis Colts, listen, the Pittsburgh Steelers' offensive woes have been well documented, and nobody is coming to save them. So for the Colts, this needs to be a point of emphasis to keep Mitch Trubisky out of his rhythm. It's simple. When the Colts hold opponents to 20 points or under, they win. And lucky for them, the Steelers only scored 18 last week and have only scored 20 or more four or five times this season. That's optimistic, Hawk. <laughs> we got more coming your way here on NFL Live. <laughs> it's Wednesday, so you know what that means. It's Wide Out Wednesday. When we come back, Hawk is going to talk about exactly how Odell Beckham Jr. was able to gash the Rams on Sunday. Don't miss it. It's next.
ESPN Bet is the official sports book of ESPN. For exclusive offers with your favorite ESPN personalities, sign up for the ESPN Bet app. All users get $200 in bonus bets after making any sports book bet. Download the app and sign up today. What a play. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. The Sunday NFL Countdown Crew has you covered for Week 15 at 10 a.m. Eastern. And the Monday Night Countdown Crew gets you set for the Battle of the Birds. Eagles-Seahawks, the two-hour pregame show starts at 6 Eastern, both on ESPN and the app. And we got you covered on all networks for that Monday night matchup in Seattle. Should be a wild playoff atmosphere. 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN Deportes with Peyton and Eli once again on ESPN2. Adam Schefter back here with our top stories today. Adam, what is the latest from the owners' meetings today? Well, Laura, the NFL has put an emphasis on growing the game internationally, and it's going to start doing that next season by playing a regular season game in Brazil, the first ever regular season game there. It's not a situation that the league essentially kept secret. People knew that they were looking into this possibility. They consider Brazil. They consider Madrid. Madrid is in a possibility in 2025, and the league said that there could be up to eight international games a year starting in 2025, though the league plans to ramp up its international schedule. As for a Super Bowl in 2027. The league is going to give that Super Bowl, which we will have on ESPN and ABC, to Los Angeles. Back to SoFi Stadium for the NFL. SoFi Stadium did a tremendous job there. The last time a Super Bowl was there, you'll remember the Bengals and Rams played a game. The Rams won on their home field, and the league is going back 
to SoFi Stadium in 2027. A team that would like to be there will be the Miami Dolphins. But Tyreek Hill, who hurt his foot Monday night, you were there to see it, did not practice today. Still dealing with that foot and ankle injury. We'll see whether he's able to make it back for Sunday's game against the New York Jets. Meanwhile, the Cleveland Browns defense will be shorthanded. They placed their safety, Grant Delpit, on injured reserve today. He will be out for the remainder of the regular season. The team believes he could be back for the playoffs. And their defensive end, Obo Okuranko, also is injured right now, dealing with a pec injury. And the team looks like it'll be without him as well on Sunday. So a couple of notable defensive players for the Browns. Cleveland will have to overcome their loss, but they've done that on offensive quarterback. Now they'll hope to do the same thing on the defensive side of the football. Yeah, Adam, to your point, it seems like the offense has been able to sort of tread water. Joe Flacco coming in and making something happen, but these defensive injuries could be concerning. Marcus, how big a deal are they for the Browns? Yeah, they're huge. I'm not going to try to announce O's last name like uh, Shefty just did, but he's second on this team in sacks. And then you think about Grant Pitt. And not only in his coverage, but getting this defense lined up, he was just rewarded a new contract for his uh, production. They love to blitz him. He's been playing well. He's a tight end coverage guy as well. So that's missing a lot. And we know that the defense for the Cleveland Browns is the catalyst to their success. Even though Joe Flacco came out of carpool two weeks ago and he's starting to sling that thing all over the football field, this defense still, I believe, is going to be the defining, the definition of who we think the Cleveland Browns are. Yeah, it's a really good defense when healthy. Delpit leads the Browns defense yeah. in snaps played and tackles this season just to further emphasize how important he is. All right, it's wide out Wednesday, okay? And over his last five <laughs> games, Odell Beckham Jr. has looked more like the explosive player that we're used to seeing. I wish you guys could see Hawk right now. He's smiling ear to ear. During this span, Beckham has been targeted on 38% of his routes, the highest rate in the NFL. He's been productive with those targets, averaging nearly 69 receivers yards per game with three touchdowns. Here's OBJ on his 46-yard touchdown catch from Lamar Jackson on Sunday. Well, the good news is I scored. The bad news is I ran the wrong route. Um, the, the the double move was to the other side, but, you know, it just God got a plan, so it happened to work out. I like how receivers, when, when they run the wrong route but they score, they're like, I ran the wrong route, but when they run the wrong route and it doesn't go well, they're like, <laughs> Forget it. Anyway, Hawk, a lot more than just an amazing adjustment there. Take us through that play. Yeah, first off, I, I don't like remote wideout Wednesday as much as I do in Studio L. But look, this is how the happy accident happens. What this turns into is a basic end takeoff. And it's going to be against cover four, which in cover four, you're trying to do two things. You're trying to get that corner to pass cover to the near safety and get that near safety to undercut the basic end. A basic end is 12 to 14 yards. He gets them to do that. Here's how he does it. First, he gives the indicator to the corner with his demeanor that he's running an end. So that corner doesn't even consider guarding him. Next, this is the most important part. He turns his head and eyes back to Lamar Jackson to fully commit to the end route, which gets that safety to believe what he's seeing. Now, you see the baseball turn, and people wonder, why did he get this ball from Lamar Jackson? Well, this is a truly special part of this route. He ran the wrong route, like he said. So there's a stick knot to the front side. Lamar comes back to actually throw the in route. He sees that OBJ double, double moves it, and he puts the ball in a space that only OBJ can get to, and it with enough air to allow OBJ to Willie Mays baseball turn it and get under that football. But that is a happy accident, but it's what you get when you get two veteran, two veteran players operating at a high frequency 
the way that OBJ and Lamar Jackson have been over those five games. Yeah, sometimes the football good football gods are good to us. All right, <laughs> let's head to the trenches where this game features a matchup of strength against strength. Okay, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense has averaged over 157 rushing yards per game this season, which leads the NFL. However, their opponent this week, the Jaguars defense, has been stout against the run, allowing the fourth fewest yards per game. Marcus, you love this one, okay? It's going to be a battle in the trenches with these big boys. What are you watching in this one? Well, first of all, Jacksonville obviously ha has been well, as we see in the graphic, against the run. But this ain't the same damn run, okay? This is Lamar Jackson. This is the run plus Lamar. And that's a different animal for any defense that comes into the game, not only extending drives and plays and being able to push the ball downfield. But we saw C.J. Stroud a couple times get out when the rush got discombobulated and the play needed to be extended, and he was able to use his legs. Now imagine you take C.J. Stroud legs off his legs and you put Lamar legs on his legs. And this may be a 60-yard run as opposed to just picking up 8 to 10 yards. So they're going to have to be very conscious. Another thing to bring to, bring, bring to everybody's attention, Hawk, I don't know if you remember this. Jake Browning had some scrambles in that game against Jacksonville mm. when that rush got discombobulated. This is a completely different animal, and we all know it. Lamar is playing great. He's pushing the ball down the field. Uh, Hawk just talked about the emergence of OBJ in this passing game. But the run game for the Baltimore Ravens is still their signature, and you cannot allow Lamar Jackson to break your back with his legs. Mm. It's going to be a pick your poison, Marcus, because their pass game is still thriving. When Mark Andrews got hurt, my concern was that, man, Lamar Jackson just lost his number one receiver over his career. What is, is this going to do yeah. to this Ravens offensive attack? And they have steadied the ship, and they have been just as dynamic, if not more. Isaiah likely has come on so strong and stepped into that number one tight end role. We talked about OBJ, Zay Flowers, uh, Aguilar down the fair. Even Bateman has stepped up big time, and this is why this is now the benefits for this Ravens team. They got OBJ in here to make sure they got Lamar under contract. It was a big contract for OBJ. Now, this guy is about to get all his incentives and they are, are in a situation where they're relying on this receiving core to keep the pace for their passing attack. And that's going to continue against the Jaguars secondary, which to your point, has been barbecue chicken the last two weeks. Ooh, uh, by the way, more good news barbecue. for the... <laughs> We like barbecue. Leg quarters. More good news for the Ravens. Safety Kyle Hamilton, who, remember, has that sprained left knee, practiced today. In fact, every player on their 53-man roster practiced, uh, participated in practice. That's big. Hey, new on NFL Live, they're playing these Jaguars. Here's Trevor Lawrence on how his sprained ankle is feeling. Thankfully, I made it out of the game pretty clean. You know, didn't, didn't re-aggravate it or, or really, um, you know, mess it up anymore. So I feel good and just trying to, Keep getting better every day. We got to take care of business this week and and moving forward. But we got to take it one week at a time and um, need to get back on track this week for sure. But yeah, there's still plenty of time. You know, you look at where we're at. Um, if, you, if we could have been in this position last year, we would have we would have given a lot to be here. So um, you know, there's no panic, but there is a sense of urgency where this time of year, December going into January, you got to be playing your best football, and we're not there yet. So we got some work to do. Yeah, Marcus, he's worked so hard for this moment. He's going to do everything he can to be out there. What do you think about what Trevor just said? I'm glad he didn't re-aggravate it because he's going to need his head, shoulder, knees, ankles, and toes for this game. And this defense with Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen at linebacker chasing them down. And we know Mike McDonald obviously loves the pressure when it's advantageous. Trevor is going to have to use his legs in this game. This is a really good 
rush unit for the Baltimore Ravens, and also, like I said, implementing those linebackers into the rush. And two, like, I get that he's saying there's no panic, but y'all have looked bad over the last yeah. two weeks, especially as a team as a whole. Like, offensively, you've had some shining moments. This is a huge game for the Jacksonville Jaguars and what they think about themselves going forward into the playoff. Yeah, definitely a good litmus test either way. Time to dial it up. If you at home also now have head, shoulders, knees, and toes in your head like me, I'm sorry. Okay, coming up on NFL Live, this Bengals offense has put up 13-4 in each of the last two weeks with Jake Browning at the helm. Could he lead this team to the playoffs? Marcus will tell us exactly how he could make it happen. Stick around. We'll be right back. More on Cincinnati to come. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We're back here on NFL Live. Let's talk a little bit of Bengals and Cincinnati, where Jake Browning has won their last two games with this team. Another game with big playoff implications against the Vikings coming right on Saturday as they creep closer to a spot in the postseason. After a loss to the Steelers a few weeks ago, the Bengals had a 4% chance to reach the playoffs. Now Cincinnati has a 24% chance to make the playoffs, and that would rise to 35% with a win over the Vikings. You heard the report from Adam earlier in the show about Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase both planning to be out there. Hawk, the Bengals need every game at this point, but how have they put together this win streak with Jake Browning at quarterback? Yeah, I got to give a shout out to Zach Taylor because he has definitely reached into his playbook in ways that we haven't seen before. It's like when you're, you have your closet and you have your outfits and you wear something you've had for a long time and you get a bunch of compliments on it because you <laughs> never wear it. That's what he is doing with Jake Browning. These plays have been there, but the way he's deploying them, are completely different. They are not doing empty as much. They are not getting into a shotgun scenario because with Joe Burrow, Joe likes to go to the line, spread everything out and say, well, let me just see what's going on and I'll figure out where to go with the football. With Jake, they're using more play action. They're getting him under center and they're using screens because they know that when opposing teams are playing the backup quarterback, they're going to send pressure at him. They also know that they're going to believe that they're running the football more because they're going to find ways to get the ball out of his hand. And Jake Browning has been taking advantage of that down the field. The O-line is playing better. The defense has looked like they did a year ago. And it's really been an all-ships rise with the tide because they're, they're, they're handling the scenario by committee and their offense is as explosive as we've seen it all season. Yeah, Hawk, I love what you just said about how he went into his bag and brought out some of the old stuff. Because, you know, when we all lose weight, which Joe Burrow was a heavyweight with Cincinnati, we all go back to the closet 
and try to find that suit we've been trying to get in for months. And that's what he did with this offense, man. So so I hope to be there by Super Bowl. I don't know because I keep eating like I'm out of my mind, but it's fine. I'll get there, y'all. Here's the thing, too, with Jake Brown and then the Cincinnati Bengals. When you look at this football team and you look at them from an offensive standpoint, it's a quarterback that they have full confidence in. I think this speaks to the strength of your backup being around and understanding how you like to play offense, but more importantly, understanding who he has at his disposal to make plays for him. He has some of the best in the league. Obviously, he leaned into Jamar Chase when he was in Jacksonville in that first start. T. Higgins was available. You see Joe Mixon starting to get involved. And even, Hawk, when Joe Burrow is playing, I would prefer say these things. I would prefer have a conversation like this about the Cincinnati Bengals, about how many guys got involved, how many different looks they gave you offensively. So maybe this is an opportunity, obviously, for Jake Brown, and, and he's having success, but an opportunity for the Cincinnati Bengals to continue to build on this offense and not become Joe Burrow drunk in certain games and situations, mm -hmm. which is hard to do. Absolutely, and it's only going to get harder from here, Marcus, because you benefit a lot of times when a backup quarterback comes in because you don't have any tape on him. You don't know what his tendencies are. Absolutely. You don't know what he's capable of. He's not sneaking up on anybody else for the remainder of this season, so it'll get even harder for Zach Taylor and this offense as they play more teams down the stretch. Hey, Hawk, back me up here. Swag, you look great no matter what size Incredible. you are, no Come matter what you wear, okay? Come and all now. of you at home Thank that may Lord. feel a certain way about yourself right now, you look great too, okay? We, we are about loving the bodies that gotta, we're in. I got to get in okay? the gym. <laughs> no, you look you, great. Speaking of the big man, though, without swag. this is the perfect time to do big man balling. Go ahead, Swagoo. What's next? My look, the minister, that's what I called him. Listen, Reggie Wright was one of my idols growing up when you start talking about football and his ability, a big guy off the edge that could get it done. Actually, he's the definition of BMB. BMB is named after the minister of defense, and I got BMB coming up because I missed y'all on Monday. Turn up. Hey. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. To some people, it's a debatable topic. To me, it's not. Reggie is the greatest defender of all time. 
let me introduce myself. My name is Humpty. Pronounced with the Humpty. Please allow me to bump me. I'm stepping tall, y'all. His most famous move is his hump move. There's no question. So what he would do is he'd beat you around the edge of speed to get you scared. And just like Humpty Dumpty, you're gonna fall when the stereos pump me. At the very last second, when you commit all your weight to that back foot to try and catch his speed, he just takes his inside arm, throws you past, and falls right underneath for the sack. I even got my own dance. Here's the hump. You go up the field, get the right arm in, get him moving that way, and then go inside him. Check me out, y'all. Do the hump. Just watch me do the he just goes back and just boom. Now, you're like, why don't you do that? Why is that move so tough to teach? You know, it's, uh, I think it's tough to teach because it's instinct. I mean, it's basically a form of physics. Like, he, he literally used the center of gravity of the guy to propel himself. It's not easy to do, so I wish I could do it. All you had to do was give Humpty a chance, and now I'm gonna do my dance. It's just beautiful. So when Reggie took Chris Carter and threw him into the feet of the quarterback for the sack. A play is gonna be made by Reggie White. He just bowled over the blocker. You wanna show your kids something someday, just put that clip on and be like, this is who I was. We cannot wait for this one, 9 p.m. tonight. And you know Swagoo's probably going to be watching that. He thinks about a little bit of big man balling. The inspiration for BNB, okay? And that gets us ready for who we have this week. Go ahead, Swagoo. I love when I can pay homage to the great GOAT, who is Reggie White, by showing some of the guys that came after him that are making phenomenal plays. We're going to start in Miami with Zach Seiler. We are picking off balls now, y'all. We are stepping in front of screens and getting into the end zone and making quarterbacks pay for getting in our way. I don't know what the hell Will Levis was thinking right here, but you can't stop us. We already crossed the goal line. It's just a bunch of BMBs making plays. It's been kind of quiet. So I put a call out, a bird call out to the big fellas and said, look, I need some touchdowns. So what they did, they still got interceptions. That's a touchdown there. My man, Derrick Brown, look at the athleticism and the feet and the eyes and the awareness that it takes in order to get this pass. My daughter plays volleyball. They call this a middle block. The block hits off the defender. He picks it up. He corrals it and catches the interception. And then we toss people out the club because that's what we do. They always hire big security guards. You will not see dudes like Hawk working the door at the club. And last but not least, listen, y'all, this picture right here is two of the greatest people to ever play their positions. That is Larry Allen. If you know anything about Larry Allen, this does not happen to Larry Allen unless it's Reggie Wright, unless it's the minister, unless he got the hand of God in his body to throw people all out of the way. BMB was started to highlight the big fellas, but there was none greater than number 92, Reggie White. And I can't wait for this 30 for 30 tonight. I'm going to be locked in. He was one of the guys that made me want to play football. I got a quick story, Boogie. Do we have time? Tell me in my ear. You got like a second. Okay, so when I when I was a little guy and I was in this competition called punt, pass, and kick, 
and you would do this at every level regionals to try to get up so i made my way all the way to the state championship of punt passing kick in the new orleans superdome guess who was playing reggie white it was the time when he was with green bay and brett ford was the quarterback i was standing on the sideline when he walked past me there was this light around him this aura of i don't know what it was but when i saw reggie he said good luck today big fella and i could have melted i went out there i threw the ball about 50 yards i punted it about 40 yards and i kicked it about 60 yards because reggie white told me to handle my business that is my story about the minister of defense the greatest to ever do it uh, did you win Yes, I won. Boogie, you know I don't lose. You've been around me too long. Well, I just want to make sure that we uh, had that all fixed there. Also, one correction of the story. You were never a little guy, but I love the story either way. New on NFL Live, this is kind of along these lines you're talking about the big fella. This from Ed Werder. He said, it doesn't seem that the league will seek to eliminate the brotherly shove play created by the Eagles. NFL executive Troy Vincent said, Philly does it better than everyone else. That's a fact, but you don't want to punish anyone for doing something well. He says, teams experimenting with new variations. So if you're not liking the Beverly shove, you might want to get used to it. All right, let's talk about the Bills and the Cowboys this week. What a massive matchup. With a win, the Bills would have a 66% chance to make the playoffs, which would rank sixth among seven playoff spots in the AFC. However, Buffalo's playoff chances would plummet to 30% with a loss to Dallas, which would put them outside of the crowded playoff picture in the AFC. Here's Josh Allen on Stefan Diggs on what's going on with them right now. Yeah, no concern. You know, I'm just trying to trying to come out here and, and you know, there's no no secret. Steph's our, our best player. Um, you know, he's first in our reads and a lot of our concepts. He does a great job of getting open. There's been some opportunities that we've we've uh, we haven't cashed in on that. You know, um, eight nine out of ten times we usually do so. You know, uh, I'm not worried about that. We're going to keep working hard and keep continuing to give him his opportunities and his targets. And, um, you know, everybody else is going to make some plays, too. All right. So, Hawk, Josh Allen not concerned about Diggs' quiet game on Sunday. But they might need a little more to keep up with this Cowboys offense that scored 30 points or more in the last five games. What do you want to see from the Bills in this one? Absolutely that. I need to see it from these wide receivers. This needs to be a bounce-back game for Stephon Diggs and the entire wide receiver core. You just said it, Boogie. There is going to be a lot of points scored by this Dallas Cowboys offense, and you're going to have to keep pace with that because this could turn into a track meet. Get the ball down the field, and it's not just Stephon Diggs. It's Gabriel Davis, too, who is the number two. And it is so imperative that Davis is the one who needs to step up as well because it will force the defenses to play their passing game more honest than they have been. Uh, Gabriel Davis, in the last 22 targets, only has eight catches. That's 36% catch rate. That is the worst in the NFL over that span. He has to step it up. Shakir, also in the slot when they go 11 personnel. These are the opportunities. I get it. You didn't need that to win a week ago, but you got to go into this game knowing you have to score points. Hawk, I like what you're saying because it is about the others. And we know when you get to these big games and the fact that Buffalo is fighting for a playoff spot, they're they going to need a total team effort. Here's the thing for Dallas defense, though. Stay aggressive. And I think you be aggressive early. 
First down is a critical down against Buffalo because Josh can obviously expand and create plays outside of structure. You want to get this team in the third and long situations and try to force him into one of these mistakes. This is a ball hawking secondary. This is the run bland, obviously, but these guys get around the football. And, and last but not least, the Dallas Cowboys are afforded something that not a lot of teams have. They have chase down guys that they can insert on third down. And what I mean is you got guys that can wrap and come around from the backside and actually catch Josh Allen when he tries to break structure and rut and, and get out of contain. And that's a real critical thing for Dan Quinn. And I'm not just talking about Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence. You got all of these guys that they put in so-called rabbit package that can rush the passer, be smart, but also have those chase downs available when you get them in third and long situations. Hey, we're so glad that Swagoo's feeling better. He could do the show today. I, I also kind of like the raspy swag. Hawk, you feel me on that? You agree? Thank you. I feel like I need to make an album. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow on NFL Live. <laughs> Thanks for being with us today. Bye, baby.